thank you, Taylor, for coming out. Being Absolutely. Here. Appreciate it. Um, can you quickly tell people in this camera over here who you are? Absolutely. I'm Taylor Kurtz. I'm the founder and owner of Crush the Rankings, which we primarily focus on search engine optimization. And uh, yeah, big fan of Barry's. Wanted to come talk some search. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me on Twitter at Real Taylor Kurtz, K U R T Z. That makes you the real one. Well, <laughs> yeah, I went to go get at Taylor Kurtz and it was taken in 2011 by someone who never made a post. So right. I got an email this morning asking somebody if they could buy barryschwartz.org from me. Um, which I don't really use. Small, everything branded a rusty brick, and I just said no. So I've yeah. always thought of that kind of like stockpiling URLs that could eventually become valuable. That was the thing to do back in like the 90s, but yeah, it's a little bit harder. Late to the trend, yeah. A little bit late <laughs> to the trend, but never too late to get started on stuff. So um, I know you like, you've been, let's go through your history a little bit. So you have your own firm, Crush the Rankings, for how many years now? We opened our doors about three and a half years ago. Okay. And prior to that, my background is I was working for a criminal defense firm and I had never heard of SEO and he ended up, he was paying a company for quite some time and I guess he, I now know, got blacklisted from the search engine results and that was basically my first ever project was to learn about SEO and conduct a site migration to a new domain and try and recover those rankings, which I had a wonderful mentor, Ms. Win Mindy Weinstein, uh, who guided me through that and kind of raised my education throughout that process quite a bit. Interesting. Okay, so that must have been like throwing you into the SEO space because if you're working on a blacklisted domain name. It was very much born through fire. So for instance, the domain that got blacklisted was at this law firm, uh, the, the owner's first name, last name dot com. Uh -huh. uh, so we ended up having to basically get them a whole new domain, last name law firm dot com. Right. And migrate all the content over, make sure everything was done properly. But yeah, I was very much born through fire. Um, I very literally dropped on my lap. He, my boss at the time, after I guess he got blacklisted, came through and he dropped a book the size of the Bible on my lap. And then it said something about, I might have even said the Bible of SEO, some SEO book and I had to ask, what is SEO? It's about six, seven years ago. And he said, search engine optimization, I'd like you to learn it. So I was able to learn it and, he, and I was given the resources through that company to kind of go to, go to conferences and raise my knowledge and uh, had great success with his website and just kind of started on a freelance basis taking other projects and had great success there and kind of just saw the light and ended up saying, well, I don't think I'm going to be an attorney at this point, so I'm going to try this search route. And I've loved it ever since. Okay, so it seems like while you were working there or maybe towards the end of the you working there, you decided to start your own company. Correct. What was that? What made you decide to start your own company? Well, doing what I was doing, I didn't necessarily have to work at the law firm between nine and five or whenever they were open. So I really liked the flexibility because I'm an early riser and I just kind of wanted to give being my own boss a try. And the boss who I had at that time, the attorney, was very much enabling me to do that, encouraging me to do that, um, giving me guidance from his experience as a business owner, priceless, uh, invaluable experience really. So, but it was quite nerve wracking because I have a guaranteed paycheck coming every two weeks from the law firm versus, right. you know, what's this going to look like? Uh, so I was just very fortunate and worked hard and got it done, but it was definitely uh, nerve wracking at the time. I actually launched our website, crushedrankings.com on the exact day of my undergrad graduation. Okay. So I kind of was like, I'm done with school. I'm going to make this transition. I tried, it was a lot of change at one time. And but, looking uh, back at it, it was a good thing? It, very good thing. I'm very grateful for... It's very weird. For, it's very not weird. It's very... Um, I always hear that. I hear that people who make that transition, even though it is scary as anything to do, they 
almost always look back at it and say it was the right move to make. It was, but it's just like I said, I don't, I have to give so much gratitude to people who helped me along the way. For instance, Mindy Weinstein teaching me how to do SEO the right way and avoiding black hat tactics, things like that. To my boss, the biggest thing really was my boss at that time enabling me to learn, paying for my education, but also just having his website to utilize as a guinea pig uh, and his trust. Where basically he said, you know, if you make a mistake, let me know. But I had a website where I could kind of, okay, here's something that I was told might work, get to test it here and have a, see the tangible results. But had I not had those things, it's very difficult because I feel, you know, there's so many people you see on, when you go on LinkedIn, just cold calling, reaching out to individuals, just trying to get work. So I think that I'm just very grateful and fortunate for those that kind of put me in the, that laid the tracks for the success that would hopefully be my train to come through. So I'm looking at Mindy Weinstein on my computer while we're talking. She's from Arizona. Right, right. Um, I initially saw her spoke in, speak in Chicago at a search engine journal summit. And her big, you know, she was from uh, Bruce Clay prior to that. And I guess that's where she kind of got her education. But the thing that really drew me to her was she said she got her start writing content for a law firm. Mm. And so I'm sitting in the audience saying, this is where I want to be, this level of knowledge and authority. And she started in a very similar position to where I was at that time. So I kind of saw myself in that, and she's just been so tremendous to, you know, say whenever you have a question or a call. Yeah, she teaches out in at Grand Canyon University, and I've been fortunate enough to guest lecture a couple times in person and through Zoom recently. So really, just blessed to have that relationship. It's good. I could keep mentioning her name. I'm like that sounds so so familiar. So I just followed her on Twitter. So I appreciate reminding me about her. So great, awesome. Um, all right. So what is your Crush the rankings, is it just pure work from any company or do you have a specialty? Initially, we were very much targeted towards law firms, but I try to be very ethical from the standpoint of, if I have a law firm in Tampa, Florida that does criminal defense, I will not have any other criminal defense in that area. Like I don't represent competitors of each other. You get basically exclusivity. And so I kind of realized if you do that and get big enough with law firms, you're gonna, best case scenario, start phasing yourself out of markets. So um, I had some other clients approach me outside of that niche and had phenomenal success. So we've basically opened up our doors to if it's a good fit, we're happy to work with you. A good fit from the standpoint of, you know, do our mindsets match? Can we realistically accomplish what you want done? Our expectations, realistic, things of that nature. So we care more about the potential relationship with the client than the industry they're in at this point. We want to make sure we're setting each other up for a good, good foundation relationship. Can I ask you, what was the hardest part of starting your own company? The hardest part of starting my own company was just, truthfully, it had nothing to do with the work. It's the, uh, I, I moved out of that law firm and started working from home, and, it was, and it's to this day, finding that separation of life and work. Um, you know, when you, obviously, when you leave any office, it's kind of like the weight off your shoulders. You can ease up on the inbox, things like that. I wake up at 4 a.m. every day. Before I'm out of bed, I check my email. And I go to bed at eight, nine at night. Last thing I do is check my email. Like it's, a, it's a constant thing for me. So especially working from home and then the pandemic hit or even more at home, finding that separation has really been the biggest challenge for me because I really enjoy the search. I enjoy the work I do. So it's kind of like you know telling myself, hey, the day's over. Like I hear that, yeah. And it's interesting you wake up so early. And one thing, I, the night is kind of wasted. It's like, at least from a productivity point, like you obviously you want to spend time relaxing and so forth. Right. But from a productivity point, I always feel like you get the most amount of work done in the morning. So you used to go yeah. to sleep at eight, nine o'clock at night, so you can get up at four o'clock in the morning. It's probably the most productive way you can actually run your business. 100%. Uh, a big part of that, I always woke up early, but a big part of it was when I moved from Florida to Colorado, I didn't want to be perceived as like falling off or something like that. So I wanted to make sure that I could still accommodate that Eastern 
schedule, right. which I like working at. But like you said, um, yeah, I feel like if I, my most productive time of the day is before 9 a.m. Because yeah. uh, if I have deliverables, actionable tasks that require my real focus and commitment, that's when I can get it done. After nine, you know, meetings pick up, the inbox starts getting more active, so I'm spending more time reacting. Whereas when it's quiet in that morning time, I can really get to work on that to-do list a right. bit more. Yeah, it's the most effective time to produce something. Yeah, I love it. Um, People think I'm crazy too. I haven't set an alarm in years. Like my natural, which was a big problem living in Florida, I'd go visit California and be up at 2 a.m. local or something crazy. But uh, no, it's definitely, I thought growing up, man, my dad gets up so early, he's a lunatic. And now it's like, man, I just wish it would stay dark out a little longer. This is great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. So um, I don't get up at 4 a.m. I get up at 5 a.m. But I'm, on, I'm in New York, so. But going to California, like like you said, I'm like, when I used to used to travel for the conferences and so forth, I would be up at like 2 o'clock. But I would stay, the problem is with those conferences, you have to stay up for the parties and the events. It's a long day. It's a long day. Long day. Um, but it's all worth it. And it's only a few days, and then you get back to the schedule. Yeah, it's always a good time. All right, let's talk SEO. So. Amp is dead. Are we done with it?